This is Scripture Read Badly. A podcast where two grown-up pastor's kids discuss the stories of the Bible in chronological order. Attempting to avoid heresy and generally having a good time. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Ryan. Sit back and rejoice. Today's reading comes from Leviticus chapter 13 verse 40. If a man's hair falls out of his head, he is bald. He is clean. Bald people don't need a shower. Oh. My name is Ryan. Welcome to Scripture Read Badly. Who are you? Ryan. Oh, did you say that already? <laughs> and I'm Jeremy. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I think you were whoa-ing at what? the time. Uh, and today we're just saying, doing... Whoa. What? Is there a delay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is a delay. We're off to a ripper of a start. This is amazing. How much is the delay? Sorry, you were speaking? Alright. Uh, I think it's only a second or two. Alright, that's fine. Um, and today we are going to head to the end of Genesis in two episodes. And mm-hmm. we'll quickly do some summaries of, I think it's chapter 31 to 36. Yep. And then we'll hone in on Joseph's life. So, yes, Ryan, do you were. want to take us on a little, a quick little fly over 31 to 36? I would love to. Come fly with me. Let's fly or let's Come fly, fly away. fly with me. Good song. To Genesis 31. Uh, so, this is the account of Jacob fleeing from Laban. We briefly covered it on the last episode. At least we were talking about how Laban and Jacob reconciled. Um, but you'll remember that there were the... Uh, the flocks of yep. sheep, uh, the speckled ones and the spotted ones and everything that Jacob got, except he would put, he'd take the uh, the sticks out of the water trough or whatever when the strong, uh, sorry, when the weak sheep were breeding. So Laban got the weak sheep. Um, I think it, yeah. So that's kind of where we left Jacob. He ran away because Laban said, you have my stuff. Um, so Laban catches up to him, accuses him of plundering him. Jacob stands his ground and then they are reconciled. Um, Laban realizes that he has been wrong and that not only was God blessing him because of Jacob, but he should have just received that blessing instead of wanting that for himself. Um, then Jacob continues on from there. And he is passing through the land of Edom, which we'll remember is Esau's territory. And also a good Um, cheese town. (laughs) That's what I've Mm. heard. Uh, So he sends messengers ahead and they report that Esau is coming to meet him. He freaks out because the last thing we saw of Esau was Jacob stealing his birthright, Esau getting furious and vowing to kill him. That was, uh, I think, Classic 21 Jacob. years ago. Um, so Jacob thinks that Esau has been holding a 21-year-old grudge, and that's very possible. Um, we've seen elsewhere in the Bible that that type of thing happens. Um, but not so in this case. Esau comes out to meet him uh, after Jacob sends a whole bunch of unnecessary gifts ahead of him to try and appease him. Um uh, overnight he wrestles with God 
and it's the whole I won't let go until you bless me uh, thing and then God's God kind of said that his name was Israel from then on and he touched his hip so he had a limp and from then on the uh, Hebrew people didn't eat the hip socket or the hip sinews or something like that of different animals because of that some kind of weird tradition that started then so then Jacob meets Esau and he goes hesitantly he sends a bunch of gifts ahead of him um, and puts his children and everything behind him uh, in order of importance to him with his uh, with Rachel and Joseph at the very back just in case Esau attacks any of the parties and uh, and kills all the people he doesn't some people can get away like. yeah that's right yeah we know where his priorities lie. Uh, so, uh, much to Jacob's surprise, Esau rushes to meet him, embraces him, and kisses him, and together they weep. And for some reason, when I was reading over this the other night, uh, it could have just been that I was tired, or it could have been a moment of uh, of being touched by the Holy Spirit. But I began weeping when I read that that oh. single verse in chapter thirty-three. Um, yep. It was just a really touching moment. And I think we lose, not only do we lose, I think, the the horror of some of the uh, the battles and, and everything in the Old Testament, but yep. we also tend to lose the beautiful moments. Um, and so this is one of those moments where I, I don't think I ever went to a Sunday school class where we talked about Jacob being reunited and reconciled with Esau but uh, if we did I don't think it would have carried as much um, as much velocity I guess as it as it did the other night when I was reading it um, yeah it was a it was a powerful moment so uh, there is reconciliation there and then Jacob goes on his way uh, after this heartwarming heartwarming reunion and ends up going to uh, Mamre, where Isaac and stuff are. I think somewhere in here, um, Rebecca dies. Yeah. That might be chapter 34 or something, chapter 33. Anyway, chapter 34 is the defiling of Dinah. This is another one of those uh, stories not talked about in Sunday school very often. Um, Dinah is one of Jacob's daughters. You remember that, he, that she is the sister of Levi and Simeon. Uh, born to one of the the slave, um, the servant wives. That's a weird way to put it, but um, she goes in to meet with the women of the land. These, yeah, <laughs> uh, meet up with these Canaanite women, and the implication of the word to, uh, I think it was something like to go to these these people was in a way to kind of assimilate yourself with them, and that's obviously yeah. not what God wants. Nonetheless, this family has a weird history with these um, these Canaanite peoples and, and even in Egypt and stuff with being seen as rather attractive and coveted. So what happens is this dude named Shechem, who is the prince of this city, um, goes out to her and then it says goes into her. So my question is, did he rape her? Was it with her consent? Obviously, it was sex outside of wedlock. Um, and so then that it was kind of why she was humiliated and he wanted her as a wife. And yep. there was this whole debacle that followed. Do you think it was rape or do you think it was... 
more like a consensual thing. Obviously, we're starting out on a really high note here high on Scripture note. Badly. I don't uh, know. This week. It seems like the Bible points towards it not <laughs> being it like the most celebrated part of her life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Never mind. We don't have to talk about this. Um, so then Jacob's sons talk to Shechem and his dad uh, about this. And Shechem really wants Dinah as his wife. And nobody in the family wants her to marry him. Um, there's no real indication whether or not she wants to or not. It's just that she is humiliated. Um, so then her brothers say, there is one condition under which we'll allow Shechem to marry Dinah. And that is if every person in your entire city is circumcised, all the men, all of them, just circumcise them all. It seems reasonable enough to Shechem and his dad, so they go back to the city and they talk to the men at the gate, and they all agree to get circumcised without delay. That's and so three odd. Days later, yeah, yes, yes, it is. Why would I they just do don't that? Get it. A whole city, or who knows how many it was? Maybe even if it was just forty people, but you're just like, hey, yeah. can you yeah. get circumcised so I can shack up with this one girl? Like, no. (laughs) That is not something that I would really want to do on behalf of anyone, I think. I I wouldn't want to do that so that for somebody else's gain. If I get nothing out of it, if I, in fact, lose part of my body as a result of it, I don't think I would really want to do that. Uh, But I wonder if they were thinking, like, this would be the start of a big... Um, union between tribes or cities and that's how he promoted it to the guys mm. like hey guys this awesome thing is going to happen and that's why another reason why the dudes came and thrashed him because they didn't want that union mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that is there's definitely an implication here when it's talking about uh, a daughter of Jacob marrying the prince of Shechem Um, I'm pretty sure it is, it's implying that Jacob and his whole household will be bound with this, uh, this city from, from that point forward. So it probably was that they saw the amount of stuff that Jacob had and the amount of people that were in his employment. They probably thought this guy could really help boost our city in the local economies and everything. So that there probably was some, some kind of. A monetary yeah. gain yeah. in it for them, or at least a gain in social status. Um, if this renowned Jacob yeah. dude became part of their city, so that makes a little more sense. So maybe they were thinking, in order for me to get a whole bunch more uh, revenue down the road, I'm just gonna give myself the snip here and I'll be good. Um, but three days later, while they were still sore, as the Bible says. Simeon and Levi came into the city and killed every single male. And they took all the women and children and they plundered everything. All the livestock. They left no rock unturned. And they took it back to Jacob. And in doing so, they undercut everything that Jacob had done to have good relations and a good reputation among the inhabitants of the land. Um, Yep. So Jacob was pretty annoyed at his sons. 
Um, and I wonder if perhaps this was the first indication that there would be uh, quite a bit of tension between the tribes down the road, given that the whole tribe, the nation, is named after Jacob when he's renamed Israel. Yeah. Um, that Israel's sons were... They, they kind of started a war with the sons of Canaan. Yes. Um, yeah. This was the first account of uh, bloodshed or any kind of violence against the people of the land. And I wonder if they hadn't done that, um, maybe if, if Dinah hadn't started that by going into the city and being seen by Shechem in a similar kind of way as David and Bathsheba, then maybe, um, maybe it would have been a peaceable uh, acquiring of the land further down the line, maybe? Yeah, but also in that story, the prince guy doesn't seem like the greatest guy. Yeah. So maybe they would have had tension and conflict later down the line, irrelevant of what Dinah had done. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I think if it wasn't Dinah at that moment, it would have been someone else later. Yeah. Yes, hello? Okay. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but rewinding for a sec before we go into chapter 35. When he wrestled okay. with God, okay. was that figure yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Uh... Uh... Did it, it just said that he wrestled with a man. Yep. And I, I think the implication is that he was God, essentially in flesh, because he speaks as though he is God, and he says, I will bless you, and, and all this stuff. And he can take away a person's ability to walk properly just by touching him in the hip. Yep. Um I have definitely heard the the point of view that it is Jesus and I think with that perspective that makes that encounter quite a profound one and uh, if you are looking at through uh, if you are looking at the Old Testament through the lens of the Gospels then it is uh, I think it is quite a quite a reasonable conclusion to reach that it is Jesus that he wrestled with. Yeah. What do you think? I definitely think it is him, unless it was a dream, which I don't think it was. And if it was a dream, it's irrelevant who mm-hmm. it is. But I think it was Jesus. That's all. All right. Chapter 35. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So then Jacob is properly renamed by God and uh, in, in this chapter. And the chapter begins with the fear of God falling on the surrounding nations after Levi and Simeon killed the entire city so that they were not pursued and destroyed. Um, And they go their way to Bethel, um, which, as you remember, is a place that Jacob encountered God on the way uh, to, uh, to meet with Laban and get married and all that so uh they had just murdered all these people and the fear of god fell on these nations so that they were protected 
So this was uh, God's response to their rash and terrible actions, the heinous crimes. God's response was to protect them because he had chosen them. Um, And in doing so... Does he punish them? uh, I don't think he does at this point, but I am pretty sure that in the blessings of the, the sons at the end of Jacob's life, there is something to do with Levi and Simeon. Um, something about them being something or okay. other. So it, it it might be there might be some kind of consequence, or it could just be that it was justified. Yet they took it a little bit out of control, but there isn't that much punishment for yeah. it because it was justified. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely one I of those things. Gray. I think that God was like, "You get to choose." That wasn't the choice I would have made. But you have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. But because yeah. the consequences of mm-hmm. them being wiped out completely before things had started is why he protected them. But later on, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, later on, he says, yeah. if you mess with these people, they'll mess with you back. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay, so then... Uh, it says that God appears to Jacob and he blesses him again and he renames him for good. He says, now your name is Israel. Um, and then Rachel gives birth Ooh. to Benjamin and she oh. dies during birth like Padme with Luke and Leia. Um, but also like Padme with Luke and Leia, she manages to say that his name is Benjamin or she says Benoni before she dies and then Jacob said yeah Benoni was a good name but I'm going to name him Benjamin because I like that name better that's um, a classic Willie Randall move I, I, I don't yeah <laughs> what happened in your family oh they were going to call me Jeremiah but they were like eh, nah let's just call him Jeremy at the last minute like come on Willie at the very last minute <laughs> and then they list the sons and then Isaac dies Yep. Isaac dies, old and full of years, and Jacob and Esau bury him together. Aww. So I thought that that was a, a nice piece of closure for the the Jacob and Esau arc. Yep. Um, and then it lists all Esau's descendants, and it's worthy to note that uh, a lot of Esau's descendants end up being the ones that give them trouble further down the line. Classic. Uh, including the Amalekites. The Amalekites... Uh, or Amalek is one of Esau's sons or grandsons or something like that so they end up being quite a big enemy of Israel's some of the ones that they do not wipe out when they re-enter the promised land come on Israel do your Um, job yeah Um, so Jacob is um, we're moving into chapter 37 here onto the account of Joseph Um, Jacob is settling around I think it is near Mamre it's in Padamaran or something like that um, similar to where Isaac and and Abraham lived before him and to where he lived at the beginning of his life before he went off to Laban so I probably got it wrong with the name of where it is but it's it's that it's place, that place. He's, he's back home um, verse 2 says that Joseph was 17 um and he brought a bad report of his brothers to Jacob. What a loser. Do you, do you think that was him just being a dibber-dobber? Yes. Or what? 
And I think also Joseph was like the favorite, the son of his actual desire with the woman he actually wanted. And yeah, he would have. I think favorites have a different relationship with their parents, and so it could easily be that he was a dibba because he thought he was more important than he was. Yeah, yeah, so he was spoiled because he was, as you said, the child of desire. I like that yep. as a title. The child of desire. Okay. And I think also that because Jacob was a dreamer, like he had dreams throughout his life, that God used to talk yeah. to him. Yeah. As soon as Joseph started talking about his dreams too, especially if he was the only brother that did dream, mm-hmm. that that would have gotten him special standing even more. Like his dad would be like, oh, this guy's just mm-hmm. like me and God's talking to him. He must be heaps special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, that does make sense. And when I was in high school... I wouldn't say I was so much a teacher pleaser as I was a stickler for the rules. And if that meant pleasing the teachers, then that's the way that it went. But I ended up becoming a school captain and I had uh, pretend responsibilities and and all that like school captains do. Um, And I feel like if I had gone to a particular teacher and sworn on my life that a certain student had been misbehaving, they would have believed me and that would have resulted in the other kids having some yep. punishment so I, I do understand that and that that's me not even being the son of any of these teachers I feel like I feel like I can I can relate to being the goody two shoes um, a lot more than I can to being one of the troublemakers what about you? Um, I was I don't think I was the goody little choo-shoes, but I was definitely black and white in what I thought was right and wrong. Yeah. In yeah. like, a, there's rules and we have to follow the rules because if we don't follow the rules and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I usually yeah. didn't speak up about it so much. Um, but then mm-hmm. also, he was left at home when the other brothers weren't there. Which probably also exacerbated how much of a goody two shoes he could have been, because he wasn't in the mm. rough and tumble of farming life. Oh yeah, and and if you remember, that's that was what happened to Jacob. Esau was out in the field, but Jacob was at home yeah, with his mom. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Okay, so Jacob was treating Joseph like Rachel. Not Rachel. Rebecca treated him. Yeah. Which is a little <laughs> odd. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, it, not not to jump ahead, but in, in chapter 39, I think... Yeah, in, in chapter 39, it does describe Joseph as being handsome in form and appearance. Ooh. And that's a very similar description to... Uh, Rachel's description when she was described as being uh, beautiful in form and appearance Um, so maybe it was that Joseph not only reminded Jacob of himself at a younger age but maybe he looked like his mum and that was that was extra incentive for him to be the favourite and of of course like you said the child of desire and everything so he was the perfect son for Jacob um yeah, man, it must have sucked to be one of Joseph's brothers. 
yeah. to to constantly be living under the shadow of your younger brother, um, at least in your father's eyes, and feeling as though you were lesser because your mother was not the wife that he wanted to have kids yeah. with. Or was a slave. That would have been ingrained in your DNA. Yep. Or was a slave, exactly. Worst. Man. Yeah. Okay, um, so Joseph was Jacob's favorite son, and the Bible says the son of his old age, and uh, that's... If you, if you think about a grandparent and how they treat their grandchildren yep. as opposed to how they treat their grown-up children, uh, I think you can understand the type of relationship that, that Jacob would have had with, with, Joseph, with Joseph here. Yeah, but also, have um, you seen um, he, he w- older farming dads and how crotchety they can some, be? Some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... I think it's called The Ranch or something. There's a show on TV right now, and one of my farming friends... I watched it and the dad's very crotchety and very black and white and very like hardworking and expects the same from everyone else and it just gets worse in their old age and Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if Jacob was that too like just this old crotchety farming type hardworking thick skinned and then he finally gets this child of desire and he's like Mm-hmm. I've worked my heart out just to have this for you to give you this that would yeah. be even worse for the sons because the sons would be like I worked alongside you for all these years and now you've got this like child and you're not even putting him out to the field to work and anytime yeah, he yeah. comes to see us he's like reporting back to you like oh, he'd be so frustrating mm-hmm yeah, and we do see a, a report that, that Joseph does uh, in a few verses' time, which it it does seem to imply that he was sent to go check on his brothers yep. um, on behalf of Jacob, keep them in check and everything. Yep. Um, and I think that allows us to have a little bit more sympathy for the older brothers and how they must have yep. felt. Um, so Jacob makes Joseph a robe of many colors, and apparently the... Uh, the Hebrew word that means many colors could also mean long-sleeved. Um, <laughs> so, so he could have had uh, he could have had maybe like a you know you know what some of those fourteen fifteen year old girls wear uh, like a like a crop top that's that's made of a, a denim jacket yep. like they wear a a crop top underneath and it's this denim jacket that barely reaches underneath their armpits. Yep. But imagine that, except with really long sleeves <laughs> that, that kind of double the length of, of Joseph's arms. That's what I'm picturing with the, the long-sleeved coat. The original hips, um, Very, very impractical. Yeah, that's right. Um, so the, uh, the coat of many colors, what do you think it would have been? Was it a bathrobe? Was it a shirt? Was it some kind of uh, Jedi tunic? Or yeah, Jedi tunic. Or a, si- <laughs> or a singlet. <laughs> because did it get okay, really Jedi cold tunic. in the nights yep. there? Would it? Or maybe it's a singlet. I imagine it would have. It's <laughs> so the opposite of a, a sleeved anything. It just doesn't yeah, have any just sleeves. Just like no sleeves. So, <laughs> so the Hebrew word here could either mean sleeves or no sleeves. Thank you. Hebrew. <laughs> or coloured. For that very clear interpretation. 
Yeah, or, or multicolored. Um, all right, so his brothers knew that Joseph was the favorite, and they yep. they hated him for it, and that makes sense. Um, side note: Joseph, from uh, from assuming that all the brothers were born as well as Dinah were born in the seven years um, uh, that that Jacob was married to Lee and Rachel before he started accumulating a flock, then yep. uh, Joseph's only seven years younger than Reuben. So that means Joseph Reuben is- at this stage would be 24. Yeah. Oh, wow. If, if he yep. is... If he was the youngest of the... Youngest born in the in the seven years, then he's... Then Reuben is 24. Reuben's the oldest. So... That's interesting yeah. to note because in most of the interesting the Sunday school imagery and stuff that you see, it's these gruff old men, and uh, yeah, and and this little this young boy. boy with a multicolored bathrobe. Um, but it would have been a lot closer in age than that. My wow. my younger brother is ten years younger than me, so we would have been closer than. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. My brother's six years older than me. Boom. So it would have been a very similar uh, age gap. Except, Except just, I'd just be the favourite. Nine other brothers between them. Whoa! That would be the worst. <laughs> that would be so many, so many boys all around the same age to get in fights with each other. Yeah. So many. That would have been so terrible. And then there would have been the fighting with the wives as well. And then Joseph yep. would have... Yeah. He, he had his hands full acquiring a flock, so yep. who knows what their home, home life was like. Um, so then Joseph has a dream, and the sheaves uh, that he is gathering... Um, the, the sheaves that all his brothers are gathering bow down to his. And then he tells his brothers about it. Why do you think he did this? Was it pride? Was he boasting about a prophecy that hadn't happened? Or was it to ask for an interpretation? I I think because Jacob would have been like, yeah, back in my day, I had all these dreams and it was God talking to me that he would have been like, whoa, this is a God dream. I'm going to tell everyone because I've got a God dream and I'm special. And so it could have mm. been just like naive excitement for what his dad had told him. Or it could be yeah. that it had all gone to his head because he is the favourite. So then the next nail in the coffin, as it were, would be, look at me, I'm also cool because God has made me a favourite of you and none of you have had dreams. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it, it does. And so then that would have been the, the pride. That yep. He, he was telling them out of pride. Um, which is just so weird. And it seems, uh, given his later life, you can tell that he learns a lot of humility, um, even yeah. through being raised in, in position, uh, in authority. Um, yeah. It just seems, it just seems kind of out of character that he would boast about something like that. So maybe he was just yeah. saying, well, I had a God dream. I want you to go, I want you guys to hear this. I, it may have some crazy interpretation it might not I don't know but I need to tell yeah. someone because I'm going to go crazy yeah and they were just the closest ones to him so um, 
his brothers hate him even more. As a result of this, they say, what, you think we're going to bow down to you? I don't know if the the interpretation was implied in the simplicity of the dream or, or what, but yeah. uh, either way, they end up hating him even more, which seems very hard to come to that point because uh, yeah. they already hate him quite a lot. Then he, then he has another dream and then he tells his brothers again. This time the sun, moon and stars are bowing down to him. Um, and then we see Jacob's response to this and it is to rebuke him to say why the heck would uh, would this even happen do you think your mother or in this case maybe mothers and I are going to bow down to you wait yeah. side note do you think because he just says um, he, he says something like you think your parents and your brothers will bow down to you does that mean two of the other mothers had died oh maybe it was just Leah left I I don't really know I I didn't I <laughs> didn't read that far into it but interesting it could be yeah that could otherwise it would have been totally the sun and three moons yeah because the most important one obviously was Rachel she got a whole section of the bible dedicated to her death yeah um so I, I don't know and at this stage uh, Benjamin would only be a small boy yeah uh, no no older than I think no older than 10 it's possible that he could be 10 I think Rachel might have had him at the end of the next yeah. 7 years I, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. um, I'm getting my timeline mixed up because we're recording these so far apart timelines uh, so Jacob says uh, that's not going to happen. You need to shut up and, and whatever. Um, and then his brothers are jealous at the interpretation of this dream again. So then that tends to imply that everyone in that family is pretty good at interpreting dreams. Yeah. And that may be because of God's blessing on the family. And we see later on, obviously, that Joseph interprets dreams for people. Yeah. And he does so on behalf of God. Um, but I wonder if his brother's had that same interpretive gift because of being part of the family. Or maybe they trusted other people in the family who were good at it. So it wasn't all of them, but they were definitely like, it was just a very natural thing. Hmm. Because like, if I'd grown up with a dad who was like, yeah, God's given me dreams and they've come true and God talks me through dreams. It wouldn't be as weird as it was growing up without that to realize that sometimes God does use dreams. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had God speak to me through dreams and they've been different revelations that, that he's given me with him and we talked about this in a previous episode too but my mum yep. has had that in the past as well um, she told me about a dream that she had where God uh, showed her in, in quite a quite a literal sense that she had bitten off more than she could chew she was eating food and there was just too much of it and her mouth was full and she couldn't chew properly Yep. And she woke up and felt like God gave her the interpretation as well. Cool. Been enough more than you can chew. That's that's quite like this type of uh, this type of dream in these chapters. Um, so then my mum taught me that God can speak through dreams, and she's had it like that. So then that made me more open yep. to it. And I wonder if that was if that was a similar thing. Maybe some of the brothers heard Jacob uh, 
say that God spoke to him through dreams and then that made them more receptive yeah. to being able to either interpret or, or hear God through dreams. And maybe you're right, maybe it was just one or two of the brothers um, or maybe it was the mothers. Who knows? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, then we move into a, a passage, uh, verses 12 to 36 in chapter 37. That's Joseph sold by his brothers into slavery. Oh, bam! So this is this is the big one. And if you're following along on the, the VeggieTales version of this, this is where little Joe uh, gets thrown into the pit and the bandits come and, and take him away. And his little brothers that are peas except for Junior Asparagus as Benjamin, who is an asparagus, obviously. <laughs> um, there's, there's just a lot of weird vegetables in that family. Honestly, I think they would have all looked pretty similar with yeah. the same dad. But then then again, the uh, the different mothers, that is a lot more genetic factors to, to think about. But yep. um, they would have looked more alike than... Uh, than not. Whatever it was, uh, than ten peas and one cucumber and yes. asparagus, um, and their father being a grape. Um, but we're not going to go into that because that's just even more confusing than uh, the biblical genealogies as they are. Um, so Jacob sends Joseph from Hebron, which is where they lived. There we go. Now we know. Um, he sends him a fair journey north to Shechem, and this. Uh, I didn't look it up on Google Maps or anything, but I imagine it would have been at least half a day's journey to where the brothers were tending the flocks. Um, So he gets all the way up to Shechem, which is where Levi and Simeon slaughtered the entire city. Um, Oh, yep. And he's supposed to come back with word of their well-being to their father, give a report. Um, But he ends up finding them in Dothan, which is even further north. So his brothers were getting even further away from from Jacob and possibly from Joseph. Maybe that was their intention, yep. was to get as far away from Joseph as they could because they can't stand that dreamer, as they call Worst him. Worst guy um, ever. Yeah. Um, so he finds him in Dothan, and they saw him from far away, and they conspired to kill him. Um, this is the first we hear of actual murder being plotted yeah um, outside of Levi and Simeon so we know that they have a history of killing people so they probably wouldn't have had any problem with running them through with their swords Uh, but Reuben intervenes Reuben being this 24 year old dude um, the oldest of the the mob of brothers and he implores them to not kill him but instead to only throw him into a pit or an empty cistern unharmed. Yep. Um, so that so they spare his life and they can just leave him there. Um, and he says that in hopes that he can rescue him later, which I think is it's really telling of Reuben's character. And later on, he laments the fact that um, when he returns, the, uh, the slaves, the slave traders have, have taken him, have bought him. Um, and he rips he his road. He couldn't say it. He does. He tears it clean down the middle like the temple curtain. Um, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, but then they take his long-sleeved coat, his very long-sleeved coat, and uh, they slaughter a goat. 
Um, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself again. I'm, see, I'm getting the uh, the Sunday school version all mixed up too. <laughs> the uh, the different different orders of things. It's kind of like the uh, the nativity scene at Christmas, where the wise men are in the nativity, but they weren't in the nativity. They showed up a couple of years later yep. when he was a small boy and could probably talk to them. Um, it, it's one of those moments for me. Which order is this? Uh, okay. Where are we up to? Sorry. We are up to roughly verse 20 or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I didn't number these these uh, by verse. And I'm looking at a Bible around. without verses. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> awesome. So they sit down to eat. His brothers sit down to eat. So it seems as though not much time has passed. And then when they sit down to eat, they see a caravan of Ishmaelites, um, possibly distant relatives, on their way to Egypt. And by possibly, Definitely. I mean probably distant yep. relatives. Um, Ishmael being a son of Abraham, fathering many princes. So then his, there were lots of people, even just a couple generations after Ishmael, within his tribe. Just like Jacob had 12 sons, um, Ishmael yeah. did as well. So uh, already probably far enough removed from these Ishmaelites, um, relatively speaking, <laughs> Uh, that they would have had no knowledge of who they are, except yep. they are Ishmaelites. Um, Judah suggests selling him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're wearing the uniform. Uh, they had a little emblem uh, on their their left breast pocket. Um, Judah suggests selling Joseph to them. He says, "Why should his blood be on our hands? He is our brother, after all." Is this compassion, or? Is he being greedy because he wants to get something uh, out of no. getting rid of Joseph? You just say no. <laughs> yeah, I said nah. It's not compassion. He just wants a quick buck. Okay. I think I think yeah. Reuben yeah. is the other guy's name. Reuben, yeah. Reuben, definitely compassion. But Judah, you're like mm-hmm. nah, not so much. Because even his character yeah, in chapter 38 seems to point to him being not the greatest guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's probably just looking to make a quick buck, and everybody hastily agrees. And this is all done without Reuben knowing, because he returns and says, What? What happened? Where is Joseph? And he tears his robes. Yeah. Um, they sold Joseph, just as a side note, for 20 silver pieces, which is... Uh, the standard rate of slaves at the time. I, my ESV Bible told me. Oh. Um, somewhere between 15 and 25 pieces of silver was a standard slave. So um, there we go. So Reuben returns. No, tears his robes. Then um, we have seen that before uh, in a with Job. Um, so that is, that's a custom. That seems the standard response. Yeah. <laughs> Although Job's, I think, was something more like tearing his robes, shaving his head, throwing ash in the air towards heaven, falling on the ground, weeping and worshipping. Yep. Something like that. Uh, but Reuben's is a little less dramatic than that. Um, and then his brothers kill a goat. It seems that it is not Reuben's idea. His brothers kill a goat. They dip the robe in the blood of the goat and they send it home. Um when they get home they say uh, 
can you identify this to to make sure that it is Joseph's? Because we are unsure. Jacob yeah. says, yes, it is Joseph's robe. So then, in turn, Jacob tears his robe. Um, and then it says that he wore sackcloth on his loins. Are these like sackcloth yes. undies? Do, do they make, they make them these oh, days? Oh, maybe he wasn't wearing undies. Maybe he just had a little dress on. A little sackcloth dress. Like, like a Tarzan, Tarzan dress. dress. Yep. Oh, yeah. What's that called? Okay. A loincloth, right? Loincloth, yeah. So he had a sack loincloth. Not that very sounds, comfortable. Sounds, sounds abrasive. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and then it says that he wept for many days and all his kids tried to comfort him, but he refused. Now, there is not very much mention of his wives. Um, so, I yeah, I do wonder if any of them are still alive or if the slaves were no longer worthy to be mentioned or... I don't know. Um, then it says the Midianites sold Joseph to Potiphar who was an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of his guard. Um, so a very high-ranking official in Egypt. He must have thought that he looked uh, not only handsome, but he looked like a good worker. So then Potiphar buys him. And um, don't know how many days it would have taken to get to Egypt, but I imagine in that time, Joseph's life would have been quite miserable. Yeah. yeah. He didn't uh, have an so iPad that or something? Is, no, he did not have an iPad to keep him entertained on the Come way. Come on, Joseph. Pack your um, bags better. If it was me, I would have taken a Game Boy. Yep. Um, yes, uh, but that is where we will leave Joseph. You'll have to find out what happens to him next time on Scripture Read Badly. Um, it's a cliffhanger here, which is uh, all very exciting, and I'm sure you're going to be hanging on to the seat of your sackcloth uh loincloth I know I'm wearing um, one yeah <laughs> I tried to make that into hanging on by the seat of your pants except it turned into by the seat of your it didn't really work uh, <laughs> but I tried yeah the attempt um, that's 100% of what we want attempts yeah and you know speaking of attempts if anybody out there would like to attempt to draw old man Jacob in his sackcloth undies um then we would welcome that very much. You can post it either on our uh, Facebook wall or on our no, timeline or on our Twitter feed or Instagram and tag us in it. Either way, we will make sure that we repost it and give you credit because you will deserve it for drawing yeah, an old man in sackcloth undies. Um, give him at least a few tears. That would that would be appropriate. Um... Okay, so that that's where we leave Joseph. Any last comments, Jeremy, about about this this lad that we're leaving in slavery? Um, no. He's seventeen. <laughs> He's going to a different place. He's off on a little life adventure. He's going to love it. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a gap year. Yeah, he's abroad. doing a gap year cross culturally. Yeah. He's backing himself in every fight. He's getting a taste of the workforce. Yeah, this will be um, good for him. Yeah, I, I think well, he'll meet some influential people. Yep. And he'll probably learn a lot of lessons from them. Um, 
So that's that's good. Uh, if anybody out there has any answers to any of our dumb questions or any of our good ones, or if you have any comments whatsoever, if you think we're heretics, then let us know. Email us at scripturereadbadly at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or our website, scripturereadbadly.com. Uh, let us know. And uh, that would be that'd be awesome. And if you would at all like to be featured on a uh, Genesis recap slash Genesis revisited episode at the conclusion of our Genesis uh, season, then feel free to either send us your questions uh, about past episodes or stories that we skipped over um, to uh, to challenge us and hear our take on things or you can send us a voice memo yes that would be awesome and we can play your voice memos on the air and then respond to them in real time that'd be really cool you get to hear your own voice and it'll be more of a dynamic uh thing than rather rather yeah, than just me thing. speaking and then jeremy chiming in with one of his comments every now and then um which is not the way it's meant to be by the way I meant to speak far less. Well, and this uh, episode is unique because there's a delay and I never know when to talk. So, <laughs> hopefully, Very true. in the this is the first time we've weeks, really had to deal with we'll a bad be... Skype delay. What? <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's get out of here. Alright. Bye bye, Tuna. <laughs> <laughs>